You're listening to Leveling Up, and I'm Arielle, be your host. Well, and we are back. It's official. The coronavirus panic pandemonium is upon us. Or as I have come to refer to it, the coronapocalypse. Now, before you people become offended by my sense of humor, I want to let you know that in times like these, we need to not lose sight of the following things. Levity and brutal realism. Panicking and letting fear dictate our actions will not stop the spread of coronavirus, or nor will it contain it. So let's lighten up, take the necessary precautions, and do your part, period. For the love of God, just wash your hands. While many people are discussing the ways to practice safety and social distancing, I want to take the time to provide parents, teachers, and the millions of others working from home or sequestered in their homes due to feeling or being ill ways to combat boredom to make the most and the best out of our situations. After all, when life gives you lemons, why not make lemonade? Selfishly, this list started really for me. It emerged from a place of my own anxiety. Literally, in the middle of my jujitsu class, and I just want to note that it's my last class for at least a week while the dojo closes down to mitigate the spread of the virus, while thinking about the fact that I'm not going to be able to participate in my routine and my life kind of literally stopping, my pulse quickened and my eyes welled with water. And I spoke earnestly to my dear friend whom I train with often, and I, I shared my fears and I said, I'm going to be contained at home for at least two weeks. And this has nothing to do with my fear of the coronavirus. And I don't mean that arrogantly either. For me, in this situation, my logic prevails and it tells me that safe practices will keep me healthy. But as someone who was just put on paid leave with the rest of Los Angeles Unified School District, who is used to working a full-time day job, then going to teach group fitness classes at night, then running off to my jiu-jitsu classes, I have felt that myself has become truly anxious. And I'm anxious about all this unstructured time that I will now have. And one might argue, well, you're a teacher, aren't you off over summer vacation? Like, yeah, I'm off over summer vacation, but also people can still buy toilet paper when I'm on summer vacation and I can lounge by my pool and I can go to the things I enjoy and my routine isn't disrupted. This is something completely different. Now I'll note that, of course, I have work to do from home and I will be doing it, but again, there just seems to be all of this time. Parents, can you feel me? Rather than just feel my feelings, which is never enough, I need to always do something about my feelings. At least for me, what I find useful when I'm feeling a particular way, identifying where the feelings are coming from, honoring the feeling, and then taking decisive action helps me address the feelings appropriately. This, my friends, would be what we'd call springing into action. So here are my tips to tackle all that time you're going to be spending home alone with a significant other or even with your kids. I hope you will find what I'm sharing to be helpful to you and your family during the coronapocalypse. The biggest takeaway from this whole thing for me is to remind others to use this time and space to catch up on all the things that you never get around to whether binge watching TV or taking that bath with those cool bath bombs you purchased from Lush Cosmetics. And you know the ones I'm talking about that fizz and turn the bath water, all sorts of neon colors. Give yourself the permission to address tasks in your life that you put off constantly because you, quote, never have the time. Well, guess what? Now you do. So let's dig in. To start, Marie Kondo your home. 
organize your closets and go through your clothing and decide what you no longer want, what is dated, what doesn't fit, and what you no longer wear. Bag up any clothes, shoes, and other items you find during this process and prepare to donate them. And whether you choose to drop these items off now, call to have them picked up, or hold on to them until you are comfortable venturing out, at least the hard part of going through your stuff has been completed. Evaluate linen closets, coat closets, and those junk drawers. Following the same principles as I just discussed, going through the corners of your home that seem to get neglected during the hubbub of life that need to be reorganized, refolded, and better structured. Now you have that opportunity to do that, and now they're going to be more accessible. So look at your junk drawers. And thankfully, I have moved twice in the last seven months, so this has been remedied by proxy of having to move so much. But you know that drawer, or maybe you have several drawers in your house that seems to have pens, chargers, bottle openers, paper clips, anything and everything that you cannot find a designated home for, well, take all that shit out of the drawer. Lay it out, take a look at it, then categorize it and evaluate if some items may be better suited somewhere else in your home, like maybe in your office, your kitchen, or perhaps maybe they just need to be tossed. Then use organizers to replace the items neatly into the drawer. You don't have organizers at home? Cool, no problem. You can remedy that by using Tupperware or small plastic containers as alternatives, as well as recycling pieces of cardboard from all those Amazon packages or shoe boxes, and then cutting and taping them to meet the needs of your space. Make your kitchen more accessible. Empty your cabinets, throw out expired and stale dry goods. That also includes spices. I think we tend to neglect our spice cabinet because we tend to use certain spices so infrequently. And while spices can keep a long time, you definitely want to go in there and give it a little look-see. Wipe out your cabinets. And now that they are all empty, reorganize them so they truly work for you. And I mean, how often are you cooking in your kitchen? navigating your fridge, cabinets, drawers, and simultaneously bitching that you hate this, you hate that, you need to do this, and you need to do that. I know, same girl, same. Well, now you have no excuse. Take an afternoon to make your space a place where you can get excited to create tasty meals in. Make a schedule. Even though you are not physically going into work, the structure of setting an alarm and still getting up at a reasonable hour will render you, render you significantly more productive. Do not underestimate the power of maintaining a routine, especially during times of chaos. It is more important than ever during these times of upheaval that you maintain a semblance of structure that you're used to. This is especially important if you have children that are home from school. Being off from school and away from their routine is greatly disruptive for children of all ages. Children thrive with structure, so be sure to employ some structures during this time. Some of my suggestions are to set a wake-up call and plan your day in chunks. Nothing too intense or serious, but give yourself the chance to maximize your time while offering your kids the structure they need to be successful. Something along the lines of eating breakfast and doing some educational tasks or their schoolwork, and I point that out because, yes, students were given work to work on during this time. If your kid tells you, mommy, I didn't have homework, your kid is lying. And I hate to be like the bearer of bad news, your kid lies. That's just the reality. If you have a child, especially a teenager, they can't help it. Sorry, your kid lies. Yes, they did have homework. Moving on. So after they've done their schoolwork, then plan maybe something fun, such as maybe a dance party, coloring, followed by lunch. After lunch, 
consider having a family yoga and meditation session using videos from YouTube or a subscription service if you have access to one. Walking, going to the park, or cooking, and even baking are great alternatives. Similarly, depending on the ages of your children, other activities such as silent and family reading are wonderful as they continue to keep the kids' brains sharp for school. And reading, by the way, is fundamental, people. Board games, drawing, painting, and even putting on plays are other ways to pass the time with your children. Again, depending on the ages of the children in the home, why not write a play together? Create the scenery, costumes, rehearse it, then record and perform it. Now, wouldn't that be an awesome way to get the kids entertained and be productive while creating fun memories? Circling back to the schedule concept for adults. Gently structuring your day is going to allow you to check off at home and work to do tasks. By writing down or inputting into your phone what you're going to do and when will hold you accountable. Finally, once you have completed the task, you will feel a tremendous sense of accomplishment. Next, express yourself. I love this one because I was an art major. Crafting, drawing, painting, and coloring are great ways to stay entertained and will help you decompress. If you do not have adult coloring books in your home, you can always print free templates off the internet. This uninterrupted time is a wonderful opportunity to finally put that scrapbook together, knit that blanket you always meant to start, or dabble in anything and everything that makes your creative juices all sorts of giddy. What I plan to do at this time is take my recent list of body positive affirmations and turn them into a beautiful piece of artwork and then frame it. And I'm going to hang it up probably in my bedroom in a central area that I can see it every day. And I'm going to spend the time pouring into myself, as I'd like to say it. And it's important to take that time that if I want to continue to build myself up emotionally and mentally to create this beautiful piece of art that I can look at and feel a sense of pride. And just as like a little heads up here, my next episode is going to be on affirmations, so stay tuned. <laughs> my point is, is that you can use this time to create something for you. Use the newfound time to create a vision board, goal set, journal, and reflect. Moving on. I'm going to talk about TV a little. So I'm going to say watch TV and seriously, yes, watch some TV. I want to preface this with, yes, absolutely catch up on Netflix's Love is Blind and binge watch all the movies you can about zombies and disease outbreaks, but, but do not become a slothy slave to the TV. TV literally rots your brain and wasting days away on end while laying on the couch will leave you feeling lethargic pondering the point of your existence on this planet. So watch TV, but be cognizant of the time spent passively watching and watching and watching your favorite TV shows. Which leads me to my next way to mindfully spend your time while home during this global epidemic. Read! I know, I know, for some of you, you're rolling your eyes thinking, oh, of course the English teacher is going to tell me to read. Ugh, I hate to read. No. You don't actually hate to read, by the way. You have just been a victim of bad books. Reading is truly a magical adventure capable of whisking you away to far-off lands, make-believe, pretend, magic. There are stories about things that don't exist, 
There are stories about history. You can pick up a book that will empower you, inspire you, light your heart on fire. You can read about how to fix something, do something, be something. Books teach us things. But here's the thing about books. They light up pathways in our brain. And you can't get those pathways ignited by passively watching TV. So I'm going to encourage you to pull that book that you've been wishing you had the time to read off your shelf and crack it open. And if you have kids in the home, have family reading time where everyone participates in Dear. Drop everything and read. Or read aloud to the kids and or have them read aloud to you. Having your kids listen to you read, and I'm operating here under the assumption that you are a fluent reader, is an invaluable teaching tool for children. Children also learn to read by hearing fluent readers with expression, intonation, appropriate pausing and necessary punctuation, and so on and so forth. This process is called prosody, so do not downplay the crucial importance of family time dedicated to reading aloud. Finally, for everyone in the home, if books aren't available, a quick trip to the library will remedy that. However, if you do not want to venture out to the library, this thing called the internet has infinite resources at your fingertips. Some programs that I have used and I suggest would be Achieve 3000, Newsala, and it's spelled News, E-L-A, Scholastic, and more. And all of these resources are free and they are available at your child-specific reading level so that you can get adaptable texts that are appropriate for where your child is in his or her learning. Move. During this time of hibernation, make sure to keep the body healthy within the means in which you are comfortable. Some gyms are open, and I know that I can speak for Equinox, where I happen to also teach group fitness classes, that they are taking extreme measures to ensure people's safety and health are not compromised. For me, since my dojo is now closed, getting to Equinox will take the place of rolling or I'll hit the gym in my apartment complex. But if you are not comfortable using the gym or going to a public facility, any sort of movement in your home will get the job done. Turn on your favorite tunes and dance. And I mean that. Keep it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. I do this all the time because I am an absolutely horrid dancer, but I love to dance. And just kind of like a sidebar here, Think about Elaine from Seinfeld, like fists up towards the face, elbows in at the sides, little bum shaking from side to side. My dancing is so bad that when I was in college, no matter how drunk or sober everyone was, myself included, my roommates were like, no, Ariel, like really just sit down. D don't, don't, don't dance. So I hope that puts things in perspectives, but I do love to dance. So I will dance alone in my apartment. I turn up my favorite tunes and I gotta say, I'm awesome. I think I am the world's best dancer. I'm like Britney Spears here, circa 2000 at the VMAs in her like uh, sheer nude and sequin rhinestone suit. And that's the beauty. I'm in my home. No one can judge me and no one can cast shade. And I'm moving and that's what movement is about. Movement is not about how it looks, people. Yes, be safe. But this is about how it makes you feel. Movement is life. Instagram and YouTube will also provide you with endless possibilities of at-home workouts to keep you sweaty. So spend a little time digging and try something new from yoga to circuits to much, much more. Now be mindful of what you're watching because anyone anywhere in the world with a smartphone can create digital content and put it out there. So just because somebody has 
100,000 followers or is verified on Instagram doesn't necessarily mean that their content's high quality. So use your best judgment. I also would recommend getting outside for some fresh air and vitamin D, whether that's walking, running, riding a bike, hopping on a scooter, or using a skateboard, whatever it is. During this time, please try to keep the body well lubricated through movement. Some other things that I've came up to entertain yourself during this time would be to maybe work on your website or social media. This looks different for many people, but this could be shooting and generating content, this can be writing, this could be recording, this can be editing, and so on and so forth. Go for a deep dive into your computer's hard drive. Maybe sift through the thousands of pictures you've taken over the years but never ordered to print, and then frame them and hang them up in your home. Last, but certainly not least, do you treat yourself to some very much needed self-care. Never underestimate the power of a warm bath with Epsom salt and essential oils. I like to watch Netflix while soaking. Hell, maybe even grab a glass of wine for your tub time too. Polish your nails. Style your hair. Experiment with new ways to wear your hair. Watch some YouTube videos. Teach yourself how to braid. This is something very high on my to-do list. So this is something I'm going to do on my time off. I'm going to teach myself how to braid. So now you know my secret, by the way, that anytime you've seen my hair in braids that I obviously didn't do it and likely my best friend did it. Thanks, Rachel. Slather on hair and face masks and just sit back and be. Enjoy the quiet and stillness of not needing to be anywhere. Use this time to take care of you. Remember, the world is already a scary place, friends. Don't let being home become something that adds additional stress to your life. Lean into this uninterrupted time in your space and realize that this time is a gift, a literal gift. Meditate, sit in stillness, and ask the universe to present you with what you may need. Use your time wisely, rise up, and thrive. For more information on how to keep those kiddos entertained while they're out of school, I am a 16-year veteran public school teacher and a former camp counselor, so you know what that means. I am keenly aware of how to entertain kids and how to do so by stimulating their young hearts, minds, and keeping them active. Please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at Ariel underscore Miller. A-R-I-E-L-L-E underscore Miller, and I'd be more than happy to share my insight and guidance with you for your family. Thank you so much for listening to Leveling Up with Ariel Miller, and please keep yourself safe during the coronapocalypse. Wash your hands. If you're not feeling well, stay home. If your symptoms become more severe, please call your medical provider, but I'm just going to continue to implore you to use your best judgment during all of this. From me to you, love you, mean it, mwah!